0: hello and welcome back to tells hi andrew hi baby you're not allowed to call me baby on the podcast this is a professional medium no fit oh. names allowed
1: my mistake i forgot i forgot uh, there was an actual audience in that case hi sweetie <laughs> sweetie no. No. I am currently sitting in beautiful Gross Point, Michigan, and Boosie is in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh
0: have not not seen you for a while. It was just yesterday that we were together.
1: Did you enjoy your time in Michigan?
0: Yes. And no. <laughs> I mean, I always love coming to Michigan, but the lack of vegetables really is difficult. Um, But, you know, if you're eating at home and you're cooking all your food, then you don't have a problem. But as soon Mm -hmm. as you start going to restaurants, then a little bit problem. But yeah, just eat at home, I guess, is the moral of the story.
1: I'm sure there's vegetables to be found in Michigan. It's just uh, it seems like the choice of restaurants that we usually pick, which is partly my fault because... You know, I have my favorite, Jet's Pizza, that was the first meal of the trip for us here in Michigan, and each subsequent subsequent spot, choice, there's, yeah, just really not a big selection, but I'm sure if we uh, were a little bit more selective, then we would be able to do better.
0: Uh, How has your time in Michigan been so far? Uh,
1: I think it's been mostly mostly great. Um, It's great to be back home. I love it here. Do you know that I love it here? I do. Yeah. I love it here. And the weather is pretty perfect right now. It's a little on the muggy side, but today, perfect. Yeah. It's just good to be home, uh, both Detroit and Gross point I'm a pretty big fan of these days, but uh, I guess the downside is that there's the occasional health issue that pops up as the uh, the parents continue with their aging process, and that's never enjoyable.
0: Yeah. So, do you see yourself moving back to Michigan one day?
1: You ask me as if it's like <laughs> as if it's like i'm the only person in the equation here
0: yeah we'll just do long distance if we can figure out mm-hmm. this tells thing then we have no problem right
1: <laughs> really we
0: can um, figure out how to do uh long distance tells
1: yeah i sort of did a long distance relationship at one point in my life and i'm pretty sure i would never go back to that
0: why not you like spending time by yourself and traveling and stuff
1: It's true, but uh, I do also like cuddles on demand.
0: (laughs) Oh, so that's all your relationship, in-person relationship is good for, huh? Cuddles on demand?
1: It's definitely one of the biggest benefits, yeah.
0: One of the biggest benefits?
1: Yeah, that's right. I said it. So, yeah, I don't know about long-distance relationships. Um, So, I guess if I was to move here, it would be a lot of convincing you. And I don't see that happening, really. It It seems like you're a lost cause. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think there's so much good happening in uh, Grosse Pointe, well, in Detroit, really, right? I think Grosse Pointe has always been kind of fancy and manicured lawns and uh, really pretty. Mm -hmm. So Detroit is what's coming alive again. So it was really nice to visit like the Detroit Foundation Hotel, which is a renovated fire station, firehouse call it and it was so beautiful and the staff was so friendly and the service is great um so you know for that brief summer day you're like oh i can see myself living in michigan and then you have to remind yourself of the cold dark winters right um and what's it like having a girl in your bedroom in your childhood bedroom <laughs>
1: Uh, It's pretty fun. It's funny to think that, like, I think when you first came home, we had to sleep in separate bedrooms, right? According to house rules.
0: Yeah. I was like, kudos to Andrew's mom. I was really (laughs) impressed by that, actually. I never thought she would, because, I mean, you hear of, like, young kids having boyfriends over and them sleeping in the same room. But Mm -hmm. Andrew's mom was like, nope. (laughs) Only when we got engaged were we allowed to sleep in the same room.
1: Yeah, they're a little bit old school. Or at least she is, I should say. I think my dad would be like, "Yeah, whatever." But uh, <laughs> mom's a little bit more classic in that regard.
0: Yeah, I love that.
1: Um, I got my own room. Yeah, it's uh it's fun.
0: Did you ever sneak girls up into your uh, room?
1: Uh, I don't know if I should comment with potentially mom, <laughs> potentially mom, and you definitely listening.
0: What do, I mean, it's in the past. What do I care?
1: there was no sneaking them up that's for sure uh since like someone was always just kind of home so <laughs> it was just that wasn't gonna happen
0: okay so they just knew that there's this young girl up in your room what were no, you doing homework
1: it just didn't happen really I mean unless there was like maybe once or twice when they went somewhere like for a weekend or something
0: <laughs> did you have big parties when they went away or no
1: no, nah, this house was never really the party house. I think we did that like once maybe um had some people over, but I think other friends, it was just it was just easier to sort of facilitate that my house was never really the party house. Some other friends where it was like, yeah, with their when their parents were like a little bit less uh classic as we were saying and a little bit more lenient. Those were the houses where the parties were at.
0: Oh, I see. Um it was so fun to chat to your mom about you actually before you arrived. And chatting about what Andrew was like as a child. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, Andrew liked to burn things. (laughs) He really liked to play with fire. So. I loved it. And you burned the toilet seat?
1: I don't know if that was me. That might have been a a different brother, a different Nimi brother. But uh, it might as well have been me.
0: Let's say you did burn the toilet seat. (laughs) Okay. What do you think was going through your head when you decided to set... Because I had my own um, theory on why you picked the loo, um, but what would you think the process was, or, or your thought process at the time? <laughs>
1: you want me to go back into my my pyro day, uh, my the head of my pyro days?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Describe my because apparently you used to burn everything, but the toilet seat was the biggest <laughs> um, casualty of your pyro escapades.
1: Um. Again, I, I'm not even admitting that this was actually me, but it, like I said, it might as well have been. But uh, I assume if I was uh, playing with fire in the bathroom, it was like, A, because the door could be locked, and B, there was a water source right there in the toilet. So I don't know if there's, this was like some sort of experiment in progress that was happening. I don't know how the toilet seat would have uh, gotten involved in the entire thing. But yeah, I mean, fire. Fire's awesome. Fire's so fun. Who doesn't like fire? Ever since caveman days, we've been sitting around the campfire. We still make bonfires and such. Uh, when there's a sports team that wins a championship, we set cars on fire. We You do? Don't we?
0: I don't know. I've never been part of that, so I'm not really sure. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that was my theory as well, that you thought, oh, at least there'll be water if things go wrong that I can yep. put this fire out. Yep, um, Exactly.
1: Yeah. I almost burned my uh, neighbor's uh, back deck mom set that on fire there was like you know some leaves underneath it that i was uh making a nice fire out of
0: <laughs> okay and then what happened then the fire got out of control
1: well somebody realized what i was doing and then i went put the fire out yeah
0: yeah apparently you were always in trouble for fire um and mom asked me if you still play with fire or like like fire but I can't really attest to that. I've never even seen you light a candle around here. So,
1: Yeah, I think those days are mainly behind me, but I still do uh, enjoy, like I said, a nice bonfire, campfire, what have you. Hmm.
0: Yeah, well, there you go. Andrew the Pyro. (laughs) Moving on from this conversation, do you feel like when you go home, you can hide from the world or like rest from the world? So you know how when you were younger and you went to school, and you had like a crappy day at school. Like you know, you could go home and sort of retreat to your bedroom or whatever. Um, yeah. Do you still get that feeling when you go home after all these years?
1: I think the world slows down a little bit. Um, I don't know if that's hiding. But I, I guess maybe I feel a little less pressure to, I guess, like crank the workout, crank the videos out and stuff like that. And if it takes me a little bit longer, it seems like people are probably a little bit more understanding because I'm spending time with family and I can just kind of chill a little bit more, Um, but not completely. I think I still feel, you know, as the days progress between each video, the, the pressure mounts a little bit more each day to sort of get back after it and get to work.
0: So you're going to play poker in Michigan this time around?
1: Yeah, I've been trying to sort out a meetup of some sort and it's just taking longer than expected as these things always do. But yeah, I'm going to go play poker probably tonight. I'll probably play tonight. And then depending on how much I record, maybe tomorrow. But yeah, we'll have to put a vlog out from Detroit poker land because there is poker happening in Detroit.
0: And also, I mean, your feelings about Detroit, right? Like if we just talk about that, because I don't think there's ever been a time that we've gone to Detroit together, even before the change and the revitalization was like visible. Do you not think that you might be a little bit romantic about your city because you grew up there?
1: Yeah, probably. I think that's probably the case. I'm willing to give it uh, a bigger chance than someone who's not from here. Um, I'm willing to see past the flaws that still exist.
0: Yeah, but it's no uh- perfect city, you know, so any city you move to, there's always going to be the pros and cons of it.
1: Yeah, so maybe it's the case where it's like, when I say that, willing to see past the flaws that exist, maybe like in other people's minds, they're like really big flaws.
0: If I were to move, I'd want to move to a place where the public transit was a little bit better, right? Mm -hmm. Ideally, Michigan is not either because you're either downtown or in one of the suburbs and there's no real, there's not a cheap way to get from the suburbs to the city.
1: Yeah, for some reason Uber is more expensive here than on average from what I remember.
0: No, I mean it's more expensive than say Las Vegas, but it's not more expensive than it was before. It's always been pretty pricey. So, you know, that's a little bit hard because we would be in a similar situation where we're downtown, we can walk to a couple of places, but then that's about it. Like if we wanted to go to some grass or whatever, which I really enjoyed by the way. Sitting in the grass outside at your parents' house was highlight of the trip. <laughs> That's not really possible, you know?
1: Right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh I, like I said, I, I guess I sort of uh look past these things a little bit and just I think I enjoy just being home, however you might describe home, the uh, that feeling of being home. Like I think we all do, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: Um, I had a question about ignoring text messages. Do you find yourself ignoring people's text messages? I mean, DMs, I think for you are difficult because you have quite a few people that follow you. So that gets pretty full and maybe a little bit overwhelming. But just for people who have your phone number, do you find yourself perhaps ignoring text messages? And do you feel bad about it?
1: From friends when I'm home?
0: Just in general, not oh, just really in general. when you're home.
1: I think people are starting to get the hint a little bit. I definitely felt bad about it before when it was happening more often, but I think I'm becoming less available to sort of like social requests and social gatherings, right? Like people are getting, asking if you want to go to the bar and get some, get a couple drinks and catch up or whatever.
0: So do you just ignore those text messages? It doesn't have to be a text message to ask you to go out. Okay. It just couldn't be a text message. You remember last we were talking about uh, responses to text messages, right? So if somebody sends you something, do you genuinely send LOL if you're LOLing or do you just (laughs) send LOL because that's the expected response from, you know what I mean? Like it's almost like a canned response. For yeah, well, that there's type different, of meme. There's different
1: levels of uh, responding with the, the laughing. There's the, uh, the H-A. That's just a casual, like, really light chuckle. There's ha-ha, which is like genuine laughing, I think. I don't know if LOL is genuine laughing or not.
0: Yeah, but that's not even the, the question. The question is, are you chuckling when you say ha? Or you're just <laughs> typing ha and not chuckling?
1: I would say about 50% of the time. I am laughing and chuckling.
0: So then why do you send ha if you're not really chuckling?
1: I think it's sort of like an acknowledgement of somebody sending something funny that's meant to be funny. And you're like, oh, yeah, that is that's kind of funny. I might not actually be genuinely like having a belly laugh about this thing. But (laughs) I do appreciate you sending something lighthearted my my direction and sharing that with me. And so that's three letters instead of eight sentences. What do you what do you do?
0: Uh, I mean I I think we all do it. I think I'm sure I do it. But I try to be really conscious about sending either a laughing emoji or whatever. Oh yeah. Or like a heart or whatever the response is. Unless I'm if I'm not genuinely feeling it, I'm not going to send the the you know, laugh crying emoji.
1: What are you gonna send?
0: That's the thing. Sometimes I don't respond and then I forget and respond a couple of days later because of it. Because in that moment, there isn't really an appropriate response for, you know, whatever. I mean, I might be busy doing something and your text message is now, what I'm getting at is that should we feel like we have to respond to something even though it's not really maybe in line with doing what you're doing right now? And so you genuinely wouldn't be laughing out loud.
1: Mm. I don't know if it, I don't know if everything requires a response because that's sort of like demanding, you know. Like if you send someone uh, some something like a whatever, like a what do you call it, a meme? It's sort of like demanding, like whatever they do to stop and like do the thing that you're doing and read the thing that you're reading, right?
0: I mean, that's yeah. So I think we just. We're at the point where we're trying to work out new etiquette because of the technology we have and what that technology allows us and how we now communicate with each other. So, yes, of course, I would love to acknowledge you and say, I see you and thank you for thinking of me. But sometimes it doesn't allow for that. You know, like uh, I, I had a girlfriend who, when I met her, she would not respond to me for three days, actually two girls. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, they definitely don't want to be friends because if you want to be friends, then, you know, we're going to try and like build on this relationship and not wait three months or three, not three months, but like a couple of days in between text messages. But as also my life has gotten busier, I find myself doing that more and more. So now I don't take it as personally, but I wonder where the comfort or the right space would be where people don't feel neglected or that you're not trying in the relationship Mm -hmm. and where you can actually just continue doing the things that you need to do and not just send meaningless, like half thought out (laughs) ha-has or even though like a laugh is not a thought thought out thing, you know, but just like genuine connection in the world of not physically connecting with people
1: yeah i think it's going to depend on uh each relationship and each person and like how really needy they are you know if someone uh likes having one or two really close relationships and then not so many uh fringe relationships then that person is going to require you to give a proper lol and you better be loling when you send it <laughs> and it better come in a timely manner but yeah i guess each person is different right so like some people might not uh they might just enjoy sharing funny things and they don't necessarily like need a thoughtful response.
0: But I feel like you need a, thought, a response from me.
1: Okay, uh, so let,
0: let me back up. So sometimes, especially when you're traveling, you'll just send me a link. When I send you a link, I try and say, okay, read this, tell me what you think, or okay. tell me what you think about X in this conversation, or in this conversation link, whatever. Yeah. You just drop a link and then nothing <laughs> else. So yeah. I'm what do I what am I supposed to do with that? Just I read it you, and then
1: I want you to just file away that information into your brain and then we can both move forward both with this knowledge now armed with this knowledge. And if it comes up again in my thoughts, I you will be ready to have a discussion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that you know that's like a drive by info dropping why (laughs) keep it to yourself until you want to talk about it because i don't know why you're really sharing it with me if you don't want to hear my thoughts on it or you don't want to share your thoughts on it
1: okay so i need to like attach a thoughtful question to the uh the link
0: you don't have to try and get my thoughts but you can at least tell me what the reason you sent this you know were you thinking You don't even say, I thought you might like this. You just like drop it in there and then (laughs) off you go and to something else. And I'm like, "Uh, okay, what am I supposed to do with this?
1: (laughs) Sorry about that. Where do you think that comes from? Shouldn't it just be inherent that uh, if you get something from me, it would be Andrew finds this really interesting. I will probably find it really interesting as well. Negative. No? Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But this is also what I was talking about with your mom, right? About, especially in relationships where we know each other, like relationships like family, you just assume that you know the other person, Mm -hmm. but you don't. You know, like we're growing and changing every day, and just because we're together doesn't mean that our growth and change is happening at the same time. So... I think there's always like context is always really important. Well, it is for me. Maybe it's not for everybody else to say, why is this being presented at this time? Because then I can make a little bit more sense of it without, you know, miscommunication. I don't know.
1: I hear you. I think it's never good to just assume things about each other and good to continuously like, have conversations and get each other's thoughts about things
0: so you're not gonna just drop links anymore
1: uh (laughs) i'll try and be a little bit more descriptive of why i'm sharing things with you maybe
0: okay do you Uh, think i share too much when i send you something because there's two thoughts right because the one could be read this and get let me get your thoughts or this is what I thought about this article or I just found this article interesting. Mm -hmm. But if you told me what your thoughts are before I read it, then maybe that colors what I think of like what my original thought would be about the article, you know what I mean? Or whatever you've sent me. Do you think about that? Or did you just like, cause this is all, this is my thought process when you send me a link, I'm like, well, uh, you know, I go through, what is it? A flow chart. Does Andrew want my opinion? Yeah, if yes, go here. If no, go there. Does he just want you know what I mean? Like does he want me to formulate an opinion shared with him?
1: I think that I uh genuinely find your perspective and your thoughts interesting. And when I send you something, I look forward to hearing your feedback without me uh yeah, I guess like without me coloring your, your thoughts. Okay. You know?
0: That's fair, yeah.
1: But I mean I guess I never really thought about it. But I don't think you need like any sort of direction from me when I send the article to you and then
0: <laughs> No, are... I mean I have a, a friend I chat to pretty often and it's you know it's a wide range of subjects, but I know how we always pre uh, like preface, Hey, I read this, take a listen They'll read it and let me know what you think. Or yeah. This is what I think about this. Read it, what do you think? And I always like catch myself doing that, and I'm like, no, I wanna really hear what you think without mm-hmm. me coloring your thoughts on what you might think of this if you read it without knowing what I thought.
1: I usually you know? send you the uh, emoji, the thinking emoji, right? the The hand on chin thinking.
0: <laughs> I thought that would be like, this is crazy. <laughs> The, or you know what I mean? So emojis can be a little bit confusing.
1: Perfect. perfect. A little
0: bit perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is good. I'm glad we are having this conversation because now, you know, I think we can communicate a little bit better.
1: I mean, that's the point of this is for me and you to talk to each other for 30 minutes each week. It's regardless of the fact that the audience is probably completely bored to tears. Back. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm sorry, but I thought it was interesting because before the people, please a yeah. would never ignore a text message. Right. Mm. And that gets so exhausting because you're never completely focused on what you're doing. If you're always acknowledging and responding to every beep, right? Mm-hmm. So I turned off all notifications and then it became like the girl who responds two or three days later. And I was like, oh my goodness, what type of message am I sending to somebody else? Like, I, you know, I really like this person. Do they now think that I really don't care about them because it takes me three days to respond? But just thinking about it, it's just the re-engineering of our communication, our not in-person communication, because that's what we have more of, I think.
1: Yeah. I hear you.
0: I do have one more thing that's been on my mind. I, I mean, I feel like I know your thoughts on it, but maybe I'm trying to influence you and change your thoughts. Hit me. Talking about aging, right, with parents and stuff like that. Mm. Um, you always like look at people, and the youngest people are the usually the people who you see hanging out with, like, friends and family and that sort of thing, right? So there's this aspect of isolation sort of leading to deterioration. I mean, it could not, it doesn't have to be, you know, it could not, it doesn't, it's not necessarily cause and effect, but you see that more often. You know, like, my grandma was out every single day until she was, on her like last couple of days, like the week before she died, she was on a train going to church, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and how that keeps you like alive, like the interaction with people and being around people and like not being around people leads to deterioration.
1: Yeah. But then
0: there's also the aspect of having so much relationship that you don't fulfill your, Potential, maybe, right? Because if you are not with people, then there's a lot of things that you can do and accomplish. But then if you're with people, then you might be happier and live longer. But then is that happier, longer in lieu of accomplishment?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It's kind of a, I think it's a little bit of a deep topic, but I think about it all the time because I vacillate between no people, all work. And you, I feel like you've already made the decision. You're just like one, two people, all work. And I'm like five to seven people all work, (laughs) but maybe eight and then drop one and then, you know what I mean? So I still, struggle because I don't want to be 80 and have no friends, but then I don't want to be 80 and broke because I was too busy hanging out with my friends and I didn't have, I didn't do anything, you know? And it's not even so much broke, but like feeling like you accomplished something in life.
1: Yeah. I don't know if there's an easy answer really. I think it's like an ongoing sort of adjustment process, making sure that you're spending time with people that are important in your life. Um especially family, I think. Like it seems pretty good. It seems like you've been pretty good about uh talking with your family on a regular basis, especially lately. Yeah. So, that's been cool to see. I could definitely do better at it.
0: Yeah, because I just feel like it's, it is important, you know. Um, But I don't know, is it just like a time thing, like not managing one's time? Because if you think about it, 24 hours is a long time. But there's also that breaking concentration in order to fit this other thing in, right? Where you could maybe just hold up and write a book or something
1: mhm
0: and then the book is done but you know what i mean so i think it's what happens when how do you start building those relationships when you feel like i'm in a place in my re- in my career that i want to be or i'm in a place in my personal growth that i want to be
1: mhm
0: yeah i mean you don't really believe in balance so then what?
1: I don't believe in balance. No. Yeah. I don't know, baby. Maybe uh, you're really making me think here. Maybe I need to go back to the drawing board.
0: No, but that's the thing. I don't, I, it's not like change something, right? It's just, you can take a thought to its full conclusion without having to change your mind or change something. Right. And so you don't, just because you have a new thought doesn't mean you have to change something. I think you can investigate the thought without changing your mind. You can you know, you know, can just go back to being like, okay, that was a nice little brain journey. I'm just going to go back here and continue what I was doing because at this time in my life, it works for me on this. Or do you need some more time to think about it? We can talk <laughs> about it next week if you need some more time to think. I do. But are you going to think about it or are you going to forget? Since next week is really busy, we're going to Malibu for a wedding.
1: You're in a wedding.
0: I am in a wedding. Yes, I'm going to be a bridesmaid in uh, South Africa. It's called a stray Well, I mean, even in the black communities which don't speak Afrikaans, we still refer to it as a stray which is the Uh, the word for bridesmaids in Afrikaans. So -hmm. that's kind of funny because I've never used any other word but Story Macy even though yeah.
1: Sounds Russian almost.
0: (laughs) It sounds Russian.
1: I don't know. That's exciting Um, stuff. Your first time as a bridesmaid in the U.S.
0: It is indeed first time as a bridesmaid. I am really looking forward to all the goings-on before the wedding because, you know, I've only ever seen it in the movies. Mm -hmm. So that should be very exciting.
1: Don't uh, have any, what do you call it, that you had at the bachelorette party?
0: Oh, (laughs) yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, I definitely don't want to have a lot of champagne, which usually you see in the thing, right? Because my dress is really long and the worst thing would be to trip over my very long dress and (laughs) ruin the the wedding.
1: Would that be the worst thing?
0: Well, it would be for me. I don't (laughs) want to ruin somebody's wedding by falling down because that would slow the whole procession down, no?
1: I don't think that would, in fact, bring the entire wedding down to ruins.
0: Yeah. Uh, Any thoughts on weddings?
1: Yeah, I mean, it should be. It's in Malibu, so um, what's not to like? I'm going to be bringing the drone for some Malibu drone shots. Nice. Uh, it's a little bit tough to really like fully indulge as we get older in these uh, these weddings, you know? Because who doesn't like a good open bar and a uh, dance party with your friends? But um, yeah, it's a little bit tough to get going the next day as as you get older, as you get up there. Very sad. <laughs> it's a very sad story.
0: Yeah, I always look forward to the dancing more than anything at a wedding. The wedding is always just the most fun is the dancing. Because at the moment, there's very few places that you can go and dance like you do at a wedding, right? Where the songs are sort of what you like. Maybe you and your friends had some songs that you like together. So then they play those at the wedding and it's not a club you know, and there's no bouncer and <laughs> right. all this stuff. So that's the highlight for me of the wedding. Um, I mean, besides the ceremony, which is always like tears, but yeah, the dancing bit is like the best.
1: For me, it's the dancing bit times the open bar.
0: <laughs> the da- the open bar gets you loose and uh, lubricates the joints for the dancing.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Let's wrap this up, shall we? Anything okay. else you want to say from Michigan?
1: I'm too busy. I'm too busy just enjoying Michigan to uh, to talk any further.
0: Go outside and sit in the garden. I, I already really... sat in the uh,
1: back patio today. Got a little extra sun. Keep this tan you going did? as long as possible. <laughs> Mexican tan. I,
0: I really, really want a backyard now. I mean, the view is nice, but garden. Garden with grass is where it's at, baby. For sure. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Hopefully this audio will be better. And I appreciate all the beautiful souls that wrote in to say that the podcast, the audio wasn't as bad. And if you like our podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment in the iTunes spot or at tellspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. And We'll chat to you next week. Any last words, Nimi? Do you miss me? I just saw you yesterday. That's so no yes. That's yes. (laughs) I just saw you yesterday. You miss me already?
1: I miss you too, love.
0: It hasn't even been twenty-four hours. I miss you. Our walk was sweet though, right? Our walk to the lake.
1: Took a nice walk down to the lake, hand in hand. (laughs) Created Instagram stories together.
0: Hand in hand.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Creating stories for the ages.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, It's always good to chat to you, Nimi. Thanks.
1: Thanks for having me on your podcast, Boosie.
0: Thanks, listeners, for listening to you gabbing on tells.
1: Thanks, listeners. Sorry this one was a little deep and no poker, but next time more poker.
0: Do you really think people come here for poker?
1: No, I don't know what they're here for, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. We will chat to you next week um, and have a fabulous weekend. Bye for now.
1: Bye.